have no idea. We're live. Okay. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Okay. So a couple things. Um, as many of you know, Paul has a real job. So as Paul has a real job, um, real. it's a real job. Um, Paul, Paul will be joining us a little bit later tonight. He's actually on stage telling jokes, which is what he really wants to do in life. And that's, he's really good at it actually. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, but we are here. My name is JW Cole, live and nerdy. Um, my usual co-host Paul Spratt is not here, but joining us tonight is is Joe Croft. Happy to have you. Hey, we're very. You did movie motivation a, a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, or a month ago, yep. or they're all kind of blending together because of the virus, Joe. So hashtag twenty twenty. Hashtag twenty twenty. Uh, hashtag awful. Hashtag. Oh, yeah. can we get it over with? Um, yeah. So, um, a couple weeks ago, we, we did talk to you a little bit about a project you were working on, which was like, it, tell us a little bit about that again, just to remind the folks what they're, what they remember. Yeah. So, uh, anything you can sing is a YouTube channel thing. I started a few years ago where I, I do covers of songs traditionally performed by women. Um, so I started that a few years ago and was thinking about getting back into it. And then I thought to myself, why do I really want to sing these songs? What's it all about? And I am a big uh, mental health advocate um, as someone who suffers from uh, anxiety um, and sometimes depression, but definitely anxiety. Um, and I definitely feel like there is a mental health crisis in general. Um, but uh, for the men folk and the male presenting individuals, um, I feel like we have a particular crisis going on because you know we're raised in America, particularly to you know be a man and suck don't up cry, don't yeah. cry, don't have feelings, and blah blah blah. And like you know, if you do have emotions, then you're a girl, which apparently is a bad thing, even though they're so much smarter. Whatever. Um, and then, um, and then if you can, and then if you add on to the fact that you know, if you're, um, if you're queer, um, if you're part of the LGBTQ plus community, then you have you have all other kinds of stuff you gotta deal with. So, um, what are you yeah. doing? You're doing something about it. You're gonna yeah, do something uh, about it. Yeah. So, what um, besides going to therapy and being on medication? Um, <laughs> so. Uh, that's that's the first step. <laughs> Talk to someone. Uh, but what I'm going to do is uh, anything you can sing um, is um, it's a nonprofit organization. So uh, myself and other uh, men folk and male presenting individuals are going to be performing songs traditionally performed by uh, the ladies, and we're going to do that to raise awareness about mental health um, issues um, and among the male population. So. Uh, it's officially going to start launching uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, the website is not live yet because I have to get paid again so I can buy the domain. Um, <laughs> so basically, we, we've gotten you before you become a star. It's like everything. It's like everything, really. We get people that are either either on the way all the way up and are already there. We got lucky a couple times. Or we get used to people who are just starting to hit their stride and but this sounds like a great idea. It sounds like something that you know can take off, and it's something you believe in. It's something you champion. I've never heard you not champion it. So I, I, I think it's one of those things where you go and you, you know, go out and do good in the world, try to fix the world, as opposed to just kind of turning your back and going, 
that who cares who gives a shit who cares yeah but um you know we uh, here at the show we like we support people we we want to help people we want people doing the right thing we want people happy and we want people seeing and and just having a good time and i i can't think of a better way or uh, more worthy charity or non nonprofit that you know that you can put your talents towards that's going to help other people so i I applaud you. We will we will happy to be part of it when you guys get up and running, and you know you'll, we'll be happy to be part of anything you need us to do. Um, but it's a great thing. But tonight you're a nerd. You're just a regular nerd. You're just on the show. No, I don't know about a regular nerd. But... Oh, okay. So you're an exceptional nerd. I'm sorry. It's you're you're the you're the hands Gruber of nerds tonight. I I am not. I am I'm an exceptional thief, and I'm moving up to kidnapping. Indeed. So you should be nicer. Right. Um, no, this is like the perfect. This is the perfect week for me to guest host. This is the perfect. Well, you are a slasher fan, by at, oh, at, I've got my friends with me. <laughs> all of them. So, if you had to pick one of them, which which one would you pick? Well, I, I know all, I pick. I, I would take Jason out of there and replace him with Leatherface because Jason. You, you're, you're you're a much bigger TCM fan. Uh, um, but yeah. of the three of the three that are on the on your shirt, who who's the one for you? Well, um, I mean, so here's the thing. I'd want to party with Freddie because he gets down and he's cool. Um, but for anyone who's seen Michael Myers unmasked, um, he's pretty hot. So never really looked at him that way. Um, I was always going for uh, a, a maze of kills and stuff. Yeah, the Mikey that's on here is from the Curse of Michael Myers, so he's like, you know, trapped in his cult bull nonsense. Oh. Um, the yeah. worst, uh, the it is celebrating an anniversary, and it is the absolute worst Halloween because even though even though they did terrible thing, oh well, oh except for I'm sorry, when I say original, I'm talking about the original Halloween because there's no worse Halloween than Rob Zombie. Oh, oh, I I don't know, Resurrection's pretty bad. Resurrection's bad too, but but I, six is curse is curse is bad. Curse two to five. Five, cursed, I, cursed, and and oh, cursed so is bad. Five cursed is, bad. is really bad. I mean, cursed. I mean, Donald Pleasant. That's Donald Pleasance's last movie, and it's it's not great. And Paul Rudd's first. Yes, it's Paul Rudd's first movie. Um, and rumors abound that the characters from Cursed are going to be back in the new ones when we get the new reboots. Um, but the other big news of the week is that all of a sudden Tom Hardy, you don't know anything about bond. We talked about this before the show. We do a lot of bond. So we like bond, but are Tom Hardy as an, as a regular action star, are you, what do you, what do you think about that casting considering there are now like four or five people that could be bond. So this is what I will say. Um, again, yeah, I mean, I don't know much about bond, but you know, some British dude comes along Sure, whatever. Um, and I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. He's amazing. He's fantastic. Um, Dark Knight Rises, Inception. I mean, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, do I think he could do it and do it well? Yes. Do I think he would do it? That's that's my big question. Do I think he actually would? I don't well, think. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know that I don't know that he can take that kind of commitment. And the other side of it is if he does bond, he has to give up something like he might have to give up something like, and I know we're, we're slow going on it, but 
if he does Bond, he might have to give up Mad Max. And right. I don't, I don't see him wanting to not work with George Miller again and get out in the desert and kind of although, just like, although he might not want to work with Charlie Theron again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I, I think, but you know, I've heard, I've heard things after the fact that the, the, of course, what you're talking about is the very, very public rumors that they were, they, you yeah. know, two things happened on that set. They were very kind of like at odds trying yeah. to like, and one kind of became a dominant portion of the movie that kind of like resonated. So right. Hardy kind of had a point. The movie is called Mad Max. Um, it's just that, you know, Miller can do women so well. And oh, yeah, great Theron, Theron is such a good actress that yeah. I feel like Hardy got the movie stolen away from him. And, and part of it was part of it. Busting her balls was that you've stolen my Mad Max movie away from me. Right, because now we're you know they're talking they're still talking about a Furiosa movie and they're so they're, they're like you know and then she's gone on and done a bunch of things where she's um can I tell you can I tell you a funny story I had a friend I had a person who was in the film business mm-hmm. uh, we had a huge vibrant debate I'm going to ask you about this is Charlize Theron a movie star that's another thing where I think I feel that people would say she is, but I don't think she would ever consider herself that. I don't know if I would. No, I, no. She, she's an actress and a damn good actress. Well, no, no, but I think, I think that's part of, part of the persona for me where I, where I had gotten into the fight with this person, right? Cause the person said, she doesn't open movies. She's not a movie star. And I went, well, she does open movies. If that's what you're going by, then she's definitely a movie star. If you're talking about, I go, because what are you looking for? Because she's won Oscars. She's won, you know, she's a, an excellent actress by herself. Right. He's like, well, I don't want her. I don't want, you know, movie stars like from the 50s and 60s weren't necessarily great actors. And I'm like, but, <laughs> but yeah, well, no, this, this was a real conversation, Joe. This actually oh happened. God. And I was like, um, I think she fits the bill on both. I think if you're, you know, if you say a movie star, like if you're saying Jimmy Stewart, there's an iconography to him. That you go, it's there. It's a Jimmy Stewart role. But if you're telling right. me you don't think Jimmy Stewart's a good actor, that's an insane. That's just terrible. That's an. That's right. a not a good cause. And he was saying, no, no, I think Jimmy Stewart is a movie star. Okay, so what are you judging it by? What do you judge movie stars by? Well, and I think. A, go ahead. It's a completely different thing now because you know there's lots of differences. Like back then, they were the studio. They had the studio system where you know they were lost yes. contract. And they had to, you know, they had to do the movies within the studios. And, and you know, we didn't have the internet and all the research we have today. And people weren't adapting, like, video games and these, like, I mean, they were adapting novels, sure. But but people didn't really know about what these movies were. But they were like, oh, um, Clark Gable's going to be in this movie. Betty Davis is going to be in this one. After 1939, Catherine Hepburn's going to be in this one. So, People went to see the movies because of these people. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen today. It does still. Like, there are some people, like, if Julianne Moore is in a movie, I will go see it. Um, I, you you definitely will. I agree with that. That happens all the time. Yeah, just because she's in it. Um, <laughs> if Tom Cruise is in a movie, I probably will not see it. Um but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. That there aren't movie stars like that where people will just, you know, go to a movie just because of the person. 
But well, there, I, well, and I, I think that's where the that's where the the, the debate devolved for me. Where I was trying to explain yeah. to him, like, I don't know what you're going for, or what you're trying for, but whatever a movie star essence is, she is. She's got the glamour, right? right. Theron's got the glamour. She's got the uh, she's got everything going on, yep. and she's got everything where you're like looking for. She works on her craft. She does really hard, you know, prep and everything. So I I, I just didn't yeah. understand it, but. The thing is, she would make an excellent Bond. She already has her her spy franchise. But, uh, you know, if we were to get to this point where we were deciding, you know, there are four or five viable Bonds right now. Tom Hardy was great in Inception, and that's a, certainly a nice, yeah. gra- certainly a great grounding point movie. But I, I'm i at this point now where I, I wouldn't mind Cavill. I wouldn't mind. I would. I would. I would. I would Elba. Now, Elba would be a great choice as well. And I think, you know, I. I would love to be the day that's announced by the broccolis. I would love to sit and just watch the, the internet burn. Oh my God. There it would be, it would be, it would be incredible watching the internet burn because uh, James Bond isn't, isn't black or James Bond isn't this. It's like, relax folks. It's a character. James Bond is also not Scottish, but the first bomb is Scottish. So, <laughs> What are you gonna do? But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird place. But I think, I think Hardy would be a good Bond. I just don't know that it's something that's gonna be in his wheelhouse where he goes, "I'll, I'll take that." No. You know, this, this Daniel Craig commitment because Craig hasn't been able to do a lot. Like he's done a couple movies here or there. Yeah. But Bond has dominated him for the last ten years of his career. Yeah, so and he keeps saying how he probably wanted to stop and it messed up his body and he can't do anything anymore. So, yeah, um, but that's that's near here, there, here, here, nor there. I'll, I'll throw this vote out here. Here's what I'll throw out. Oh, what do you got? Good, shoot. Here we go. Um, Graham Norton, <laughs> Graham Norton can be the next bond. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I think you want to interview the next bond, but that would be uh, <laughs> pretty fun. Or, or you know, if we need if we need a lady Bond, um, let's get you know Mary Berry. She's not on on Great British Bake Off anymore. She could do it. <laughs> um. Oh, can can we let's talk about that since you jumped into that? Great British Bake Off is back, and I got to tell you, yes, it's, it is. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, if you don't watch it, uh, you should. Oh my god, if you have Netflix. You should. Watch it, them all. It, it is. It, it is. I, I got to tell you, it's it's one of the most calming life affirming shows yeah. you can find. Like I know a lot of people talk about reality TV being complete garbage, but the great British Bake Off, I got to tell you, it, it makes my heart like, it's so I, get, pure. It, I get warm and fuzzy about it. Yeah. And the support, it's a competition, but the way people support each other and especially oh. with this year just started the new season, all about COVID, all about yeah, being, they're, like, all, they they're all, all quarantined. Yeah. They all had to leave their families for the whole seven weeks. Um, and they're all living together with that, I think is cool. So, okay. So we just had an interesting, we just had an interesting Jasper jumps in with John Hamm as Bond. Now, no, no, we need two things, two things. He's not British. And, um, and the person uh, John Hamm missed out on, uh, I think the, the, the John Hamm casting that they missed that they should have done, um, at some point was, um, or Chandler Riggs as Bond. Chandler, Chandler Riggs. I don't know what that is. Chandler, Chandler Riggs. 
And it's Cameron King, and he should not be Bond. He should he should definitely not be Bond. Um, but yeah, but it just an idea. The I, I think John Hamm missed his, his calling as as he could have been Batman. He should at some point they should have put John Hamm with that jawline. Well, in a, in a Batman cow. What they should do? What I want to have? I want I want some hard boiled detective stories to come back, and John Hamm could easily be like the next Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, you know, uh, that wouldn't be bad, like a Chinatown kind of thing. Um, yeah, or even going even further back to that, like 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 from the 40s, like Double Indemnity and, and that kind of stuff, like like classic film noir, but, you know, 2020 style. Okay, so um, I, I don't know who Chandler Riggs is. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to... Um, Let me do so, the Google. What's the Google yeah, say? You, you Google it. Yeah, we have, we, have, we, we have all kinds of life-affirming... Um, Chandler Riggs. Wait, hold on. Okay, Chandler Riggs is like twelve, so this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> he's he was born in nineteen ninety nine, and he's from Georgia. I'm doubly offended. <laughs> yeah, there's he can't have a Georgia no, kid. No, you, you. <laughs> especially not from Georgia. Yeah, you can't can't have a okay. Um, we'll so the Hardy Boys for for Chandler Riggs. Oh yeah, Chandler. Oh Chandler Riggs. He's from he's from The Walking Dead. What oh, we we'll see that. Okay, but but he definitely not Bond though. Not that annoying child. Well, he was. I didn't, I didn't always find him annoying, but uh, he did find a way to get into mischief in the zombie apocalypse every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Carl. There. Okay, I was like Chandler Riggs. I was. I I had so many different pop culture things running through my head at that moment. Chandler Riggs. I was like Martin Riggs. Chandler Bing, I, it was like it was so many things just kind of like in a brain. My brain is like mush and paste. That's, that's who I want. <laughs> um, but that's so when, that's when another Glover. another thing that happened this week, and, and we were we've talked about it. We haven't we haven't jumped into it. I put it out in the uh, I put it out in the group. Um, if you haven't joined us, by the way, um, if you haven't, share the link. Do it. Um, share our link. Share the join the group. Find two people, bring them in. Uh, we, we appreciate it. But one of the things we put up in the group this week is there's a new craft movie coming out. Yeah. The craft legacy. And yeah. I want it. <laughs> sounds so bad. Uh, um, so, so I, I was, <laughs> let's talk about this for a second. We have a lot of, we have a lot of people who watch the no, show. <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of people who watch the show and are huge craft fans. <laughs> and one of the things I was when I was thinking one of the things I was thinking about during the trailer was I and and it's and it may be that just that they picked four incredibly versatile and talented women in the first movie. You know, Robin Tunney was really good. Feruza Balk was really good. Um, a young first movie. Yeah, a young Nev Campbell is really good. And you have all these people in that movie that kind of everybody pops. Yep. Like, and I was watching the trailer, and I'm like, and for me, it's like it's like when they rebooted Charm. I'm like, who are these people? Like, what, <laughs> and, what and the thing think? is, and the thing is, like, one I one of my favorite things about this is that it like they they're not doing a reboot, which I think is smart. I think yeah. if you can if you can somehow like, and to be honest, if we if we get to middle of October, they released this movie on, on streaming services and somehow 
one or two or three of the girls pop up from the original in the movie, then all of a sudden, maybe things flutter. But pro my problem originally watching the trailer is the girls just don't, there's not a single one of them where I went, I definitely want to see this movie. And, for, yeah. and the only pop in the trailer, Joe, the only pop in the trailer is when they show Nancy's picture. Yep. That's, that's the only pop. You're like, oh my God, they, where did they get Nancy's picture from? What are these kids playing with? And why is there a book about what happened to Nancy? I'll tell you what that would happen. They took some, they, they were doing some Tide, some Tide pods. And, uh, <laughs> well, and I, and I, I, I like, but here's the thing. Evil and we're like, how do you, this is fun. How do you, yeah, how do you feel about, because we've had some discussions on the show, Paul and I have had some discussions. How do you feel about legacy sequels? How do you feel about reboots? Are, do you, do you feel one is better than the other? Or do you, like, I, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, like, I wasn't displeased with the Halloween reboot the halloween legacy yeah scene. and that's something that i'm going to talk about when we get into the list um oh we I do have a list yes the five top yeah, slasher films i'm going to talk about that more but in general um i like it when it's when it if a reboot or legacy sequel has the spirit of the original but but it realizes it's a different animal and is okay with that. Right. Or, or or they make a big choice. Like the Halloween reboot. The right. Halloween legacy sequel. Hey, you know what? We know it's been a long time. There have been a lot of sequels. You might be having Michael Myers fatigue. Right. We're going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to wipe it clean. And we're going to get rid of all the stuff. All the garbage that came after after yep. after one. We're just yep. going to get rid of it all. Curse of the, curse of the Thorn no more. <laughs> We're gonna get rid of. I'm sorry. He's oh, not part. He's not part. He's not part of some cult. He's just. He's just evil. We're good. Um, although I got it. One of the things and about he did that. Not grew up in, a, in an abused redneck Rob Zombie household. Joe, have we? I don't know that you and I have talked long and hard about the Halloween zombie movie. I got to tell you, it's my least favorite movie. One of my least favorite movies of all time, and it is actually. And I explained uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. It is how I judge legacy reboots or sequels. Is it Rob Zombie bad? Or is it Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes good? Right. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead is an excellent example. All right. We, right. We, we, can't, we can't possibly live up to the hype that, that Romero did in the 70s. Right. But we can make a really good zombie movie. Right. And we make can set it in the... Make make the zombies fast. Make make everything kind of move at a mile a minute. And that first ten minutes in Dawn of the Dead oh. is some of the best so best good. stuff. It, like just a great dawn of a horrible day, yep. dawn of a bad day. Yep. It's um, so yeah. But so that but the zombie movie misses uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween misses all those points. But the craft, right? Looking yeah. at it. Is it salvageable? Is it? But I and again, the only the only pops you get are from people that are older in the movie. Like I like Dave Duchovny. I like the X Files, and he's in something. I'm I like Michelle McGonan. I like her. Like these are all care people I like. But even the line, even the line, we're all you know. Um, we are the what is it? We are the. I can't think of the line now. I don't want to butcher it because I'm, I'm I'm a craft fan. But um, 
we are the mis not we are the misfits, sir. Or we are we are the misfits, mister. Or we are. What is the line? Um, I'm trying to remember it. Um, be careful for. I want to say it's be careful for creeps. No, we are the creeps. No, it's not. What is the line? I know Velvet knows. Yeah, come on, Velvet, help us out. Velvet, what's the what's the line? Velvet, Velvet's probably so livid about this uh, this sequel. Oh, she's definitely livid about the sequel. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> this is. Wait, why? Why is she? Wait. This is what is? What is? Wait, hold on. Why am I getting a? Why am I getting a? Pfft? Why am I getting pfft? Whatever, JW. I'm saying it. To, we are all. Oh, there we go. There's the line. But wait, first off, I want to know why I'm getting a pfft. Whatever, JW. I didn't even do anything this time. That, that's how Velvet shows her love. <laughs> I didn't even do anything, though. Oh, um, you so that, that's a zombie movie. It's a great zombie movie. We're not talking about zombie movies this week, though, Kyle. Maybe it'll be on the that's list. It's A-U-N. U-N, Kyle. It's a, oh, he's calling you out. Got to watch out. Joe's a lot, a much more fickle mistress than our than our normal co-host. <laughs> Which Joe. <laughs> We are we are weirdos. Yes, we are we are the weirdos, Mister. Isn't it weird? But oh but right, yeah. Even that line doesn't work because she's saying it to her. It looks like in the trailer she's saying it to Duchovny, who's her adopted father or stepfather. I, I so the even parts of the trailer don't work well. The thing and that made me sad. The thing with the craft that works so well is. For me, I mean, aside from the horror elements and the awesome uh, um, Wicca stuff and everything, is it's it's a very '90s high school movie. Yes, it it's got a Cruel Intentions vibe. It's got a Heather's vibe. Yeah, it's very, very, very '90s. I mean, yeah. it's very, it's very grunge. Um, oh, there's the pift. The pift was you bitching about Rob Zombie's Halloween. It, it, that's not a pift. That that it, it's one of the worst movies ever made. It, it's not. It's not worth a pift. It's it's more than a pift. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's all the all the flannel, all the plaid. You know, might as well have just Bush doing the entire soundtrack, which I would not mind. Um. You know. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's it is an it is an era movie where yeah, if you saw it when you were in high school, if you saw it when you were in high school. Saw it with your friends, or saw it at a sleepover, yeah. or saw it, it 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 ingrained in itself, and everybody was trying stiff as light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh my god! I yeah. don't know. I don't know if this is going to work, but you know, we've had some success with legacy sequels this year, so maybe. I but the trailer did nothing for me. This I is was, what I will say. Let's see how this does, and then if it does well, then I will be like thinking. Towards giving a blessing to the Buffy reboot, but I'm not going to get closer. Buffy, the Buffy reboot scares me. It scares me to death because Joss is on the outs and he's not going to be able to control his baby. And I, I have a funny feeling I people mean, what happened with that when the first movie came out. So yes, and 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 people don't know what the hell they're doing with it, and it's just it scares me. The only um, thing that they could do, I think, is because in the final season, you know, all these slayers were, you know, I I, I want to say terrible, but that's not the right word. They were uh, they, they were they were awoken. Have yeah, awoken. Sure, sure, sure. Turn, yeah, turn on, turn on, turn on has a whole d different connotation, Joe. 
Yeah, I, I know. Sorry. Sorry, Willow. Sorry, Willow. Um, but yeah, so they're all like activated or whatever. So I think if they're going to do that, I mean, you can call it like Slayer War. Buffy, but like Slayer, Slayer War. Verse. Slayerverse or something. Slayer so War, all, yeah, something. Because, well, I, because I, they're I, all like, across the world, like, like, like. Um, Willow said she was like, I can feel them. Slayer's awakening. Like, I, yeah, I think, I think you know, you have this place in reboots and place in and wherever where, um, I, I just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, I do know that we do have a good list tonight. Uh, the slasher list is pretty. Pretty on point, with the exception of one that I'm gonna. Make. <laughs> well, and but here's the thing, Joe. Welcome to the show, man. I know. Welcome to the show where I try to explain to you in private messages. <laughs> it's not up to me. I didn't put it on the list. I know. No, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm, and, I'm and, gonna, and I, I know, but we, but you and I have talked about it, right? People. Where it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna question the people about one of these and be like, "Excuse <laughs> me, what were y'all thinking?" <laughs> okay, so, not like the other people. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like an old it's like an old timey uh, it's like an old timey Sesame Street thing. But it's but it's also it's also the like here's the thing about our show that we love we love our fans we love we love everybody jumping in we love people paying attention we love people right. joining we love people participating in the polls. The yep. polls do not always go the way we think they're going to go. Right. They don't always go the way you guys think they're going to go. Right. And so every once in a while you have a weird you have a weird choice and yeah. we have and to I deal with it and you and the people that get me. mad. For me, the there's only like, one weird one on here. Everything else makes complete sense. The order, who knows, but it, it's it it pretty much makes sense except yeah, for Yeah, no, no. Like I said, one of the things, the cool things is that when we do a list or a poll, it allows us to get in and get get everything going and be able to at least get the talking going. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start, we're going to, we're going to start. I have to dig up the list that Paul sent me. Um, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun day trying to <laughs> figure out, figure out technology. Um, Cause I'm not really good at it. And Paul's, Paul's got a show tonight. So I'm, and we have a guest host. So there's like, it's not just me ruining things. I, I have to, I have to make sure I'm, I'm taking care of a good friend of the, of the show Okay, so as always, uh, you guys kind of um, you gave us six. You didn't. You didn't let us down. Yeah, when the, that's I told Paul at some point, like around the second or third week, when you guys would just vote six, even though we said five or vote eleven instead. When we said ten, I, I I said we should just go to six or eleven. Like I, I don't. We should spinal tap this thing and just go yeah. from it. Um, yeah. so six is Friday the thirteenth. And it's the original Friday the Thirteenth, which is. I'm sorry. Here's was... the thing: we we've had votes. We've had better votes. We've had better. Ugh. We've had better Friday the Thirteenth movies. It's not even the best in the series. No. Mama it's... Voorhees is not the best killer in the franchise. It's so boring. It's so boring. I just... while it, while it sets up a franchise, Ugh. the first Friday the Thirteenth is. You know the kills are great, and at the time they were yeah, highly original. Tom Savini's makeup, because if it wasn't for that, I would I, I would have slept the entire time. <laughs> um, but that's the the odd thing for me is the Friday Thirteenth gets in, and I don't. And and the thing is, part of the things with these polls, and I say it all the time, but nobody pays attention to it when I say it. If you have a particular favorite that's in a franchise, like 
um, for me, the, the best Jason movies happen to be two, four, and six. Oh, four. Final chapter. Final, final oh, chapter is an amazing, oh. is an amazingly wonderful so good. Uh, slasher movie. It has a lot of good things going on. It has Corey Feldman, young Corey Feldman. Yeah. It has some, it has some horrific kills. It just, oh, I you're going to say horrific dance moves. Oh, there yeah. are horrific dance moves too, but it also has Chris, it has Crispin Glover, Glover getting killed. So. It has oh, Crispin Glover getting before, murdered. One year before Back um, to the Future. And then, yes, and then uh, six uh, is Jason Lives. If oh, you have so Horshack, if you have Horshack in a cemetery in the middle of the night, uh, awakening Jason, um, I don't know that it gets any better. That I don't know. That. It was like one of the first meta movies. Yeah, it just, I don't know that it gets any better than a giant metal pole going into Jason's chest, him coming out, and then right. Alice Cooper on the soundtrack. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want to get into the funny side of things, eight's, eight's kind of hilarious. Like Jason walking down the streets in New York, uh, you know, just kicking over moon so, boxes, accosting so black people, killing that black kid. I'm going to steal something from a, from a, a thing I watch um, where they're like, um, the, the first of all, the title's a lie. Jason don't take Manhattan. Jason takes a boat and has a layover length stay in Manhattan. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not a lot there, there's a lot of boat stuff, a lot of boat stuff in Jason. Take almost all the kills are out of the boat. Although the one Titanic, the great kill in that movie though is in Manhattan. It's on top oh, of a building when he when he when he when he knocks the kid's head off, which is fantastic. Yeah. But if you're gonna pick a Friday Thirteenth movie, that's what I would have picked. I wouldn't have picked the original, but yeah. it's number it's number six on our list. Right, now, number five. Speaking of, sorry, speaking of legacy or reboot stuff, that Friday Thirteenth remake, I love. Wasn't bad. I love that. In the reason. middle, in the middle I love for me. Jason being fast. I love him running. I don't know that I need him as a pot farmer, but I like Whatever. all the other stuff. Um, but the longest, you know, longest sex scene in a horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah, just a lot My of stuff going on. Um, I also don't know, like the the only the, I do like some of the legacy stuff in that reboot. I love the mother, the head down downstairs. Yeah. I don't know that it would keep. Um, yeah, Jason, there are, Jason's basically Norman Bates, y'all. Yeah, uh, which is again, I don't want any backstories for my my franchise legacy guys. Um, also, yeah, Jason J Jason X is also one of the more hilarious films ever made. Um, the idea, very very scream era. Yes, just meta. You were talking about it. The, yeah. the Jason franchise eventually got meta, even to the point where Freddy versus Jason came into play, where they were oh, so where good. it was. Such a fun movie, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, okay. But Friday Thirteenth makes the list at number six. Five is where we have our problems, Joe. Right? Five is where I look at you and I go, "You guys are all voting. <laughs> Things go well, and I then <laughs> and then you vote for this." Five is the Cabin in the Woods. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I love Cabin in the Woods, but it ain't no slasher movie. And, and Cabin in the Woods is is a great movie. And and the funny thing about Cabin in the Woods, for anybody who's seen it and knows about it, could have been a slasher movie. It could have been. Didn't get picked. I, even even if that didn't get picked, Cabin like, in the Woods, I still wouldn't have, wouldn't call it that. I would call it, it, I would call it a horror comedy. Uh, yeah. I, well, and I I think I, I, I love Cabin letter, in the Woods love letter to the genre. Right, and it's all, and it's all a scream except. Scream is a slasher. Cabin in the Woods is not. 
Cabin right. I would say the thing about Cabin in the Woods. Fantasy, horror, and comedy blended into one. Yeah, and I think Cabin in the Woods also uh, kind of finds that place where it's, it's. I, I have to. I would vote it supernatural only yeah. because, only because you have the Titans underneath. Yeah. Who are demanding their their payment? Yeah. Right. So there is a God aspect to it. There is a, a a larger power which leads you know you know ties into yeah. anything supernatural. And also um, the, the people that are going after them. It's zombie redneck torture family. I'm gonna put this up. I I, I have an interesting thing here. Cabin in the Woods is fucking amazing, yeah. but also this particular line from I mean I want to talk about this. Kyle Dafina, I I agree with you. I, I would say horror generates comedy. I don't think all horror is comedy, but what I would say is that the reason people laugh at horror films is not necessarily for the, the reason you do. The reason people laugh at horror films is one, people are doing stupid things that you would never, ever do. I would never walk into a room and not turn a light on and miss a six foot tall dead guy in the corner. I just wouldn't. I, I did just, so so I, and I, I've said this to somebody and I, I, I don't know that I've said it on the show, but I want to get on, on, on record is as what I love about horror films. Horror films are bad people are, are decent people making horrible decisions on a regular basis. Right. For and, my pleasure, for my right. entertainment. And, what, and then, and cabin in the woods tells us why, why those things happen. It doesn't, and it's not a, chemicals. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the matrix horror edition and there's chemicals. She's the, she's the smartest blonde we've ever seen in a movie up until the point yep, where she gets sprayed in the face. Till she gets sprayed in the face, baby. That's right. Well, and then, and then Chris Hemsworth smells something. Is like, oh, I think we should split up. Um, <laughs> okay, so Missy jumps in on this. Can't blame me. I didn't vote for it. Yeah, but but living with Kyle's horror. <laughs> I agree. No, Velvet. I'm not saying horror films aren't totally funny. I I, I do agree with that. But what I'm saying to you is. Their, their root cause, the funny is not, yeah. you're not laughing because there's comedy going on. You're laughing be- to relieve your tension. For me, I've always viewed horror films as when you're at a horror film on a Friday night, Joe, and something's opening and you're going, you're there for a crowd to watch the tittering and the, the yeah. you know, that's why I go to a horror film on opening night. I want to yeah. see, I want to see people, I want to see people juiced up. I want to see people, ja- you know, just sitting there kind of jazzed on the yeah. vibe and trying to like be scared and laughing and the giggling yeah. and all of that isn't because something's funny. It's because your body doesn't know how to react. Right. I still remember um, <coughs> going to Cinemark at Montage uh, for opening midnight uh, screening of Scream 4. It was so much fun. Yeah, there, there's no better. When you get a, a good slasher film, even the, the most recent one uh, where I, I went and, and just had a blast and I love the franchise. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm going to say it to you. Uh, there's a franchise right now called Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah. They are good movies. They are well done. Now, even that one's a little bit wonky in the sense that it's it's kind of like the, the, the franchise has morphed a little bit into a sci-fi horror Right, franchise, but it's a Groundhog Day. It's a ground, ground, yeah, it, it's good stuff. Um, but th- there was so much fun going on there. Um, I'm gonna bring this up right now. I'm gonna throw up another comment, and I, I, I think Jasper's joining us for the first time tonight. What up, <laughs> Jasper? Are Jasper, you- I don't, I, I don't know if you know anything about our show. I think Welcome. it's Greg. 
welcome, but um, I'm going to let Velvet answer it for you. <laughs> uh, we it's don't talk about seven because it's like one of the rules of Fight Club. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't talk about seven because uh, there was such an uproar. Oh my God! Imagine if that had been voted onto this list. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been. I it would have been. Argue. Not to talk it, about it, really, but I would argue that that is closer to a slasher to, movie. It is. I, that's that's what I argued. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what that's what I argued when I said it is a horror film. It's he's no different than any of the other killers that we have on our list. But let's get back to the list. Um, so five is Cabin in the Woods. We don't think it's a slasher, but it's on our list. We still. Um, have it. Four is an underrated 70s slasher film, Black Christmas. It's such a good movie. It's so well done. Uh, Margot Kidder is so good in it. We would not have Halloween. We would not have Friday the 13th if it were not for Black Christmas. Yeah, and and it's just, it's got a good plot. It's got a good story. It's got a proper slasher thing. The, the movie that didn't make the list that I I equate most with Black Christmas that has, has so many tropes in it. And it didn't make our list, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Prom Night, the original Prom Night, has so many things. And if you have never seen Prom Night, I'm going to tell you right now, go see Prom Night. And then what I want you to do is I want to watch. I want you to watch Prom Night, and then I want to. I want you to watch Scream. Oh, because Scream doesn't exist in a world where there's no Prom Night. Right, and that's actually a line in Scream. If, if it is a line in Scream, but night. it's. But once you watch Prom Night again, you go, you're, oh my God, yeah. everybody's a suspect. This, I will say this for Prom Night, um, it, it can't, it is a little bit of a slog, but it has, it, so I, my favorite thing about a good slasher movie is a good chase scene, which is why I voted for I Know What You Did Last Summer, because that whole sequence with Sarah Michelle Gellar is unbelievable. But Prom Night's. Prom Night has a super long, awesome chase scene through the school. Yeah, it's, it's just so it's fantastic. It's good. But it didn't make our list. Black Christmas did. I want to talk a little bit about that also a little bit more. Uh, it's got a good story. It's got a tight story. It's got an excellent slasher. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, <laughs> it's got an excellent slasher um, credentials. It has everything you'd want. He's been wronged. He's back. He's, you know, there's stories about him. There's urban legends. It great works. Final girl. The great oh, final girl. Yes. You know. <laughs> Everything you're looking for in a slasher film. Black Christmas is really good. It has some great, great Andrew kills. Andrea Martin is in Black Christmas. Yes, it has some great kills too. The uh, just you'll never look oh, at a plastic. Man. You'll never look. You'll never look at a plastic bag the same way again. Right. And the original Lois Lane, Margot Kidder. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, it's so. And the calls in that movie, they are so foul. If you just want to listen to foul things being said over a telephone, oh my God. That's one of those movies where like you're watching Black Christmas and you're listening to these calls and you're like, ha ha ha. And then it's like, oh. I just want to point out that the chat has devolved because somebody mentioned seven. So now it's just... Now it's just fighting. There's uh What's in there's, the I, I don't know if I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, Kyle, but there's no math a lot on our show. Um <laughs> we try to stay away from the math. Um and he's he's just he's hitting a lot of math. Um God. and now he's got other people doing it. So it's oh 
It's not good. Um, but Black well, Christmas is great. Black Christmas. Um, it's Canadian, so shout out to <laughs> Canada. Yeah, uh, a, it is a strong movie. It is, deserves to be on the list. I'm glad it got votes. Three, we have a tie because we always kill, we always get ties. Yes, three is a tie between the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scream. Both fantastic slasher movies. What do you got? You got something Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What do you got? Well, oh, well. First of all, I'm just gonna say Scream is is my is my dear one. I love it. It's my favorite horror movie. Um, so speaking of laughing during movies, so the first time I saw the original Texas Chainsaw, I was in high school with some friends, and um, it was a bunch of me and some other band geeks, and we were watching uh, Texas Chainsaw, and we thought we hadn't seen a funnier movie ever. Like we laughed through the whole thing. Cause there is some stuff in Texas Chainsaw. That's just ridiculous. Like, especially that dinner scene. Hilarious. The dinner scene's ridiculous. The, uh, and, and actually I think and a the, lot of the, the like, in the wheelchair, I, Oh my God. <laughs> There's some but, really funny. It, it is funny, but it is one of those movies where, um, because like the interesting thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as we've, as we've gotten farther away from it in 74, it has it has not it is not it is not nearly the the powerhouse it was only because when people if 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 somebody's never seen it and you show it to them they're like mm, is there is there a lot here what is what is the and and then you you have to explain it to them like when this came out the world stopped yes the horror movie world stopped and people, they didn't know if it was real. They didn't know if it was like you, you talk right. about something like the Blair Witch or you talk about something you found in someone's garage. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you didn't know if it was real. You didn't know what was happening. You didn't know yeah. what was going on with it. And it, and it, and it hit, it hit a nerve. It's like jaws. It's psycho. Yeah. It hits a nerve and it kind of just plows through. Yeah. And um, I will say this now, if you watch that, like, I watched that then years later by myself alone in the dark in my bedroom. And it's I was scary. like, there's creepy stuff it's, going it's, on. It's, ten, it's tense. Yeah. It is a tense horror film. So I found this awesome book about Texas Chainsaw. Uh, it's the film that terrified a rattled nation. And it talks about how Texas Chainsaw can be, it's, it's, it, it's a very layered movie if you think about it, because the 70s were such, uh, in America, were... Tumultuous. It was a tumultuous yeah. time. Insane. And that, came out of Vietnam. And, and that's what, and that's what uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. It's basically a dystopia. It's a dystopian film about, you know, you're in Texas where you're like, oh, this is good old Americana in Texas. Okay. And it's like, oh, hell no. We got a cannibal family here who wants to eat us up. Yeah, and, and, and it's... But you're right, and that's another thing. It's one of those movies of its time. So, like Psycho, like Halloween, like Jaws, like like uh, um, Jaws, Psycho, Halloween, The Exorcist, movies that hit a nerve at a point where our country was kind of like, kind of in a in a bad spot, and yeah. just it just it hit it ever so slightly, ever so right. right. It's got great sequences in it. It's a terrifying movie. It's very short. Right. And I will say this too, you know, people are, they think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre like, oh, it's so gory. It's like the bloodiest movie ever. There's nary a drop of blood in that movie. This is a what great question. What's so scary is it's what you don't see. You have to imagine yeah. it all in your head. 
Yeah, well, and and the one once somebody goes at somebody with a a hammer, uh, you don't necessarily need to see it. Like, also when people are just getting ripped down through nails on a wall, I, like I just no. I, that stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, again with reboots, uh, Texas Chainsaw was like the first like major horror reboot. I I really enjoyed it because, um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's I thought they they did a good job with Leatherface too. Oh Um, yeah. Andrew Brzezinski. We have a lot of Joss Whedon fans that watch the show. I will say to them. You've seen Leatherface without his Leatherface. He is the person, if you've ever watched Firefly, that goes to collect the money from from uh, from uh, Mal, and Mal kicks him into the engine. That is the same guy. Uh, so just He's like, like twelve feet tall or something. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, okay, so good question here. This is a great question from our new our new person tonight. We want to get him involved. Would you call Motel Hell a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Master? I wouldn't call it a sequel because we actually had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, which, by the no. way, <laughs> is, is a fantastic film. Um, oh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw 2 is Yeah, awesome. 2 is great. Uh, Dennis Hopper with dueling chain, chainsaws, very hard to, to get past. I think that was the third one. Texas no. Chainsaw 2 is, in, um, is the radio station. No, 2 is the radio station. Yeah, 2 is the radio station. Dennis Hopper's in the third one, and then the fourth one is Matthew McConaughey. No, no. Hopper's, Hopper's in the second one. Hopper's oh. in the radio station and Hopper are the same thing. It's the te- oh. That's that's his Texas town. Um, Hopper's great. That, that's a, a fantastic case. Although I will tell you, Jasper, Motel Hell is an eminently under, underappreciated 1980s horror film. Mm-hmm. It is... It is it's got Beulah from uh, Porky's in it. It's got Rory Calhoun. It is. It's got. It's gory as gory as all hell. Like it is. Have you ever seen Motel Hell, Joe? Uh, I have not. <laughs> okay, this is I a good one. This... Like, I feel like that's like something that they like always set up as like a, a Halloween thing somewhere, like Motel Hell here or whatever. Yeah, no. Well, either that or the creating a Catwoman. But um, <laughs> uh, but what I would say, Motel Hell is a really cool movie. Um, basically, in, in a nutshell, for Jasper, who's a fan, and I appreciate it, Motel Hell is, is like a slasher movie, but it's more of a cannibal movie, in the sense that it um, these kids stop at a hotel. The hotel also sells a uh, a food item, a a food item. <laughs> That is very popular in the small town it's in. The kids soon find out that the the soiling green is people. Yes, <laughs> um, and basically, but it has some really unique torture sequences because what they do is they do a whole um, pate goose thing with the people. So it's <laughs> it's it's a. Um, I think she's talking about uh, texting some asker, um, but they but. Joe, they take the people, they cut their tongues out, and they put them in holes in their backyard in a burlap sack. Nice. That's all they're wearing is a burlap sack, and all they do is they have these people with you have a a whole plantation of like people who've been captured by this family, and they go and they. Oh no, we can't have that. (laughs) Well, well, uh, (laughs) okay. Um, Plantations are canceled. Plantations are bad. Um, 
second week in a row I've stepped into something. Um, uh, but again, we have, it's just crazy. Um, it's in my head, weird stuff. We're trying to fix things. Um, but it's, it's a, uh, harvest, like a, it's like a little, yeah. it's a crop, right? Yeah. And so they go around and they kind of goose, they goose the people. They, they put the, like the, the food into the mouths and they have no tongues, so they can't scream. Yeah. Wow. It is a gory, crazy, wonderful eighties movie. Nice. Um, seriously, that movie is hysterical. I hit the wrong thing again. Fantastic. First night being on the control board. You got to forgive me folks. Norman Bates versus Leatherface. Now here's the thing. We had some people vote for psycho. Psycho didn't make the list. Psycho is a slasher movie. Without Psycho, he wouldn't. Wouldn't have anything without any of these movies. But Psycho is definitely a slasher film. And if you've never seen it, and I'm not talking about the crappy, uh, the the awful Vince Vaughn version, Gus Van Sant. There's uh, a butthole. There is a butthole in that movie. And Hayes' butthole. (laughs) It's a bad movie. Um, Poor Julianne Moore. What was she thinking? I, she was thinking she was going to be part of something great. Um, here's a good debate. Um, no, we're not going to do that. I, I don't even, I, people are mentioning the debate from last night. I don't want to talk about the debate. I feel like it ruins pop culture. It ruins everything. It's ruining our country. Um, Missy Dafina voted for psycho. And like I said, we did get votes for psycho, but not a lot. Um, which is yeah. too bad. Cause psycho is psycho, psycho, and psycho too. I mean, they're both, they're um, great would watch Bates motel. Uh, I think that's all on Netflix, I believe. Um, They've that- done a good job. Bates Motel has done a really good job framing it and doing well. To, um, yeah. So number two. So we're not going to talk a lot about Scream. We had Scream one hour, one hour nineties horror film last week, as well two weeks ago. Have. As well, it should have. Um, number two on our list is The Nightmare on Elm Street. Now gonna, it's a good choice. I'm going to fight though. I want to fight tonight a little bit with you, Joe. I don't think it's the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Okay. And I'm debatable because we have, in my opinion, there are three amazing Nightmare movies. There are three that are amazing. We've got the original. Yes. We've got Dream Warriors, which is Freddy, Freddy. And then we have the Nightmare. Also, also the best, two things about Dream Warriors. It brought the best one of the best final girls of all time back. Oh, and it ha- and it has a wonderful sequence that um that is a tribute to the work of Ray Harryhausen. And it has it has it has an, an amazing backstory for Freddie that yep. has never been touched with how great it was. Yeah. Um and it has the kills. The kills are Nightmare on Elm Street has great kills. It sets everything yeah. out in motion, but Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is where I think the series yeah, Dream really, Warriors is what made him a pop culture icon. Yes, and and there's just there's strong heroes in Dream Warriors. You have all of, like the kid, the kid who's into D and D. You have Taryn, who's like the okay. You you say strong heroes, and then you start with him. <laughs> well, he is. He tries really hard. <laughs> they all get yeah, but they all get vaporized. Almost all of them get vaporized, except for Kincaid. Even Taryn, who's like a badass, you know, badass. The chick. only thing Dream Warriors did wrong. Was Nancy? I uh, no okay. no bueno no bueno okay. no bueno. Okay, so wait a second. The this is this is interesting. I, I see. I think three is the be- I think three is the best. So 
No, it's not the best. Three and seven were both better than one. So seven, I think she's going New Nightmare. Yep. New Nightmare, which is New Nightmare is a fun take on Freddy. It's original. It's meta. I could, I would argue, might even be the scariest because it is dark, and that Freddy is scary as hell. Yeah, and it's and it's got well, what's great about that particular version of Freddy is that he is a he's an urban legend. It's kind he's of like a, a sentient it, being. Yes, a, a sent, not even a being, just a concept. Yeah, a sentient concept. And I love I, I, I Candyman's one of my favorite movies, so it's always I always love the idea that a villain generates his power, gets his power from the stories that are told about him or from, I I love that concept. I've always loved that concept. I think it, I think it does, uh, you know, a lot of good horror films justice. When you get into that concept, then I generate more power. And the way you beat the villain is to take his power away. You you don't give him a platform. You, you do whatever. And even Freddie versus Jason was able to take it, cultivate that and jump on. Um, and so yeah. you can't really, you really get like Nightmare on Elm Street franchise on a whole, there aren't like they get worse and worse, but they're not, they're not necessarily bad watches. If you sat down yeah. and said, I'm going to go into October and I'm going to watch the Friday, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you're not going to have a bad day. No, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And they're, they're fun movies. Yeah. Um, he gets, uh, the second he gets little- one. <laughs> Second one has a great has a great shutter thing going on about being the gayest movie, the gayest horror movie of all time. There is an awesome. So if anyone doesn't know, Shutter called Shutter. Shutter is the Netflix of horror, and they have a documentary called Scream Queen, and it's about uh, Mark Patton who starred in um, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Freddy's Revenge, and how he has dealt with that since and everything. And it's a real, it's a real eye-opening documentary. It's yeah. He had a lot of problems, and he never really got work again. And he yeah. had all kinds of like, just because you know some choices were made creatively behind the scenes where he had no, nothing. Like he was not him. Happy, just happy to be a part of a Freddy movie, and he kind of got, kind of got like terribly, terribly typecast, and all kinds of horrible things happened to him. And the documentary is all about it. It's super documentary. Freddie's a great choice. I, I just don't think one. And and that's the thing. I think when we do these polls, I want people to really focus on what if they're picking a franchise movie, pick the one that you think is the best. Yeah. Don't necessarily just go Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, yeah. great. It's, it is a fantastic movie, though. I mean, the concept. Oh, the first one. First one is. I mean, Wes Craven came up with that because he read an article about these kids who couldn't go to sleep, and then one did, and then he woke a I Japanese. Mean, it was a Japanese article about a Japanese yeah. uh, bunch of teenagers that were one of them were one of them was complaining that somebody was killing people in their sleep, yeah. and it just it kind of launched from there. The interesting thing, also, anything after Nightmare on Elm Street until you get to New Nightmare is not Wes Craven. It's all no. other people taking his franchise. Shocker is another slasher movie that was made yeah. in the eighties, which is a it's a terrible movie, but it's so much fun. Yeah, I watched it with my wife a couple weeks ago, and she she just sat there going, "What is going on in this movie?" Um, but I was like, "I was this is Wes Craven firing back. You stole my guy. You stole my character right. that I was gonna." Right. And then Kevin Williamson added that into the script for for Scream. Yeah. The first was good, but the rest sucked. <laughs> yeah. Little bitchy, little catty. 
Yeah. Not all of them. I mean, three and four are really good. Uh, New Nightmare is really good. I would even Price say Freddy vs. Jason is is a it's Fred, comical, Freddy, but it's well done. I, I didn't, although Freddy's I didn't like Freddy's Dead is questionable at best. Freddy's Dead is questionable. Yeah, there are some. Five isn't fantastic, but three and four are pretty pretty solid. You know, uh, Alice becomes the new becomes yeah. the new uh, heroine, and she's really good. So number one on the list is something we we haven't talked about yet, but number one is the the, the granddaddy of all all slasher movies. The the reason slasher movies even exist as a genre. Uh, Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. John Carpenter created the single greatest slasher in the history of film, and he's my favorite. I I'm a, I'm Michael Myers through and through. I've been a Michael Myers fan since I was a kid. I used to play Michael Myers. You know, I used to I used to be uh, we had kids in the in the, the area that would we would play Halloween. I was always the doctor, like you know, because I was fat. <laughs> um, but, I wanted to be and, Michael Myers for Halloween, and my mom said no. She's like, "You can't be him. He's boring." <laughs> He's boring. The costume. I, so, my my favorite thing about Halloween, and, and this is. And and my I don't want to rip on Velvet, but I'll, I'm going to give you the reasons why the '78 version is infinitely better than anything Rob Zombie came up with. The thing about Halloween that makes it special, the thing about John Carpenter's doing Halloween, making it special, doing the right thing, is that I was always fascinated that Michael was a vessel of pure evil. There's never a moment where he gets a chance to have any kind of a backstory. And when you go to, when it cuts to Donald Pleasance when he's a little bit older, and Pleasance is like going to the board and going, he's there's nothing behind the eyes. There, I don't know what happened to this child, but he he became a vessel of pure evil. Yeah. I do. I, we have to stop him. I don't know what to do. And you know he becomes kind of Ahab, like chasing a kid that's not. He's comatose. What are you worried about? Don't nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. Um, and that I always found way more fascinating than. For me, the zombie version, there's two main problems with the zombie version I have. I don't want Michael Myers to have redneck zombie daddy issues. Mommy's a, mommy's a stripper. Sister's a slut. Daddy's a drunk. Right. That bores me to tears because we've seen it all before. Yeah. I don't want him torturing animals. I don't, no, want, no. I don't, want, I don't, I don't want him out killing his, his classmates and nobody finds out about it. Uh, I don't, I, I just, it, 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 and it killed me. And the other thing that really killed me, Donald Pleasance in the original Halloween is the wow. sing, is one of the single greatest horror heroes ever put on film. He's, he's steadfast. He's, he's kind of one, he's one goal orientated. He's, he's got one set goal he's got to do. He's got to stop Michael, whatever he has to do to do it. And I always found him to be fascinating. When you get to the zombie version, the zombie version takes that character and turns him into a narcissistic asshole who doesn't realize that releasing his most famous patient on the day uh, to the day, 17 years later, allows him to wear masks in custody, does all these things. I, I, the thing about Michael that always made me happy was that there was no backstory. Right. Just a kid killed his sister. Yeah. Then something bad, something bad happened that night. Talking about Loomis in the, in that remake um, brings up what I would say is maybe the, 
the problem, the only problem with the with the 2018 Halloween is uh, Sartain kind of does the same thing. Yeah. And then, I, then he puts on the mask and... <laughs> That's one of the only problems with the reboot. Um, but I agree with you. I, I there's a, that, that... And I always... That's all, one of the things that that is in the Halloween franchise that I find fascinating when he touches Daniel Harris in 4. Like the weird little... Like the weird little quirks transferring the evil, right? Yeah. Um, but... And I'm going to... Velvet's got something. Yet the family elements explain a lot of Michael's killing triggers. No, the, that that the original Halloween, he doesn't have any killing triggers. Yeah. He's just he one day goes oh, yeah. out. It could be argued. I saw my sister's tits. It made me nuts. <laughs> but I don't even like that. That it, he's doing it before. He's doing it before right. he sees it. Like I, I, I just think the boob was there to give people an R-rated show. You know right. what I mean? Like. But like I said, the original Halloween has some great moments. It has the it has the incredible sequence where he stabs somebody to the wall. Um, Zombie does that okay, you know what I mean. But the original is so much better. I just I love everything about the original. I love you know what I love about the original. I cared about all the girls. I cared yeah. about every one of them. And they, they all were quirky. Had a type. You had you had the smart one, which Jamie Lee Curtis was like, oh, I'm never going to be cast as that person. <laughs> years later she's still doing everything right you've got the smart alec um you've got the cheerleader um, you know and and i care about all of them i yeah. and, and and that's one thing about you know some of the remakes and, and sequels i don't necessarily care about everybody although daniel harris the little girl from the the, the middle two of the is really great She's fantastic. Yeah, I would say out of all the sequels, I mean, I'm a big fan of H2O. I love H2O. So it's fantastic. It's fun. Um, a lot of fun. I'm a big defender of number of Halloween four. I think it's return of Michael Myers. When that movie came out in 88, yeah. people so were good. losing their minds. So it's got a, it also has one of my favorite sequences in any of the Halloween movies. That rooftop. The rooftop sequence is great, but also oh. the idea that, that people would go out with shotguns in middle America. The vigilante mob going Fantastic. out. Fantastic. Fantastic. But the original, <laughs> the original is so good. So scary. Um, it has so many great moments. It has everything you'd want from a horror film and a slasher film. The OG final girl. The score is absolutely astounding. It also has, it tells you that John Carpenter was always interested in it. Uh, the movie the kids are watching, of course, is The Thing from Another World. Yep. The original 50s movie, he would later, uh, you know, four years later, he would make The Thing, which is widely regarded as his masterpiece. Right. Next to Halloween, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so. And if you love Halloween and you love the people in Halloween, go check out The Fog because The Fog has almost everybody from <laughs> Halloween with a couple other people. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's tight. It's short. It's sweet. I saw the remake in theaters back in like 2005 or whatever. I was livid. <laughs> I was like, this original must be awful. I saw the original finally like a month or two ago. It's so good. The original is great. Well, and that, that's the thing. As a, as a Carpenter, Carpenter in the early, in the late 70s, early 80s, and oh. mid 80s, no Never way. really missed at, at all. Like all of his stuff hits, but Halloween is the one that, you know, I will go back to on October 31st. I will watch it. I will watch it 
if they have it all day on AMC, I will watch it all day on AMC, and then I will pop in my my version, the the R-rated version at night, and just enjoy it. Um, and I just I love it. I think it's great. Um, and I, I'm and another thing with Halloween too, just like Texas Chainsaw, like nary a drop of blood. So if so, I I think that Halloween is 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 a really good introductory horror movie for people who might be like, I don't know if I can handle it because it's not gory. It's not gory. No. It's super simple, super relatable. And, but it's scary. There are parts of that where it's super. You'll never, you never like one of the things about Halloween is when you're watching it and you go, I didn't realize how dangerous it was. It, it was to do laundry. Right. Or to just live in the suburbs. I mean, <laughs> Well, and that's the great thing about it. Like, there's a lot like, of things going on behind the scenes. Haddonfield could be anywhere. Haddonfield is this iconic thing now, but that could be anywhere. Could be any city, and and that's the great thing about Michael is, I I it didn't want to. He didn't need a backstory. Section of Scranton, for all I care. Like, it could be anywhere. Oh, uh, and this is this is goes out to the folks. Um, we're we're hanging on a little bit. We're trying to see if Paul can make it in tonight because uh, we want to have. We're, we're going to do movie motivation a little bit late tonight because we want Paul to be involved. So we're hanging out a little bit. What to do on Halloween? Hmm, I think I'll be at Becky's Drive-In for Rocky Horror. Uh, it is Halloween season. Oh, that yeah. Means- I want, I want, yeah, hopefully Paul gets there. I want to hear how that went for him. Yes, that's another thing I want to talk uh, Yes, to Paul about. Um, I have not heard back from him yet, so I would assume the show is going well. Yeah, he um, said it got pushed to nine or something. Oh no! Yeah, he said he said okay, it's scheduled till nine. So, so I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna send out a couple things, try to get Paul back. But um, do we have? I, um, I guess he didn't send us the the people that the the movies that like almost made it. Oh no, I have a couple. I have a few of the movies that almost. Let, let's go through. Um, okay. Psycho almost made it. Yep. Uh, there's some great. I'm going to read some of the movies from the list just because it could expand your your knowledge. There's an '80s movie called Maniac that was remade recently by um, Elijah Wood. Uh, Elijah Wood, thank you very much. I appreciate you, Joe. Uh, there's an '80s movie uh, called Maniac. Uh, it is a great slasher film. Oh my god, um, it's so good. Um, there's and- one iconic part of Maniac. It takes place at a drive-in. I don't want to spoil it, but very um, good, very very good. Um, God. So uh, we got we got votes for. I know what you did last summer, which was a pretty good um, '90s uh, slasher franchise. Um, what else we got? Ooh, do 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 do. Um, there's a movie from the '80s called The Prowler. It's it's got a weird backstory about uh, Nazi. Yeah, like as somebody hiding out from being a Nazi. It, it is, it's gory. It, yeah. it it came out for Christmas. Like it, it was just a weird release. I remember my dad yeah, playing yeah, it this year. Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night did, did not get a single vote. Um, which <laughs> what, you know, about, I, what about the second one? Garbage Day. <laughs> I happy. Someone, I will say Happy Death Day got a vote. I was happy I about that. Someone, I and you know it. what? I'm gonna someone do one. Someone mentioned April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day got some votes. Shout out to April Fool's Day. April I Fool's Day is a great movie. That movie but I f- I feel April Fool's Day could be remade. 
I feel you could remake they April did. Fool's Day. They did. Straight they, when did well, say, oh well, yeah, but that doesn't count. I want, I want big, I want big stars. The one that I, I want to talk about a little bit. There is a movie on the list that made the list. Only a couple people voted for it, but Popcorn. Popcorn is a wonderful. Um, and I ran a movie theater, so it was one of those things where. Um, okay, so wait, uh, Jasper, I want to hold off here. The thing. Now, just remember, Jasper, for for October. Uh, Loud and Nerdy is not, we're not necessarily doing um, that yet. I'm sure the thing is going to make a list. But tonight was slasher movies. Slasher, um, best slasher films of all time. uh, All leading into um, October for Halloween month. But I want to talk a little bit about Popcorn, which made the list. Popcorn is a wonderful 90s movie that is about a movie theater that is running a horror movie marathon. And there is a killer that used to own the theater. It is great. It is. It's low budget. It's it. it but the kills are good. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those movies that came out and everybody tried. Um, hold on. Let's see what we got. Oh my god! What is this? Look! Oh my god! Oh oh! It's it's as. Paul, how are we doing? Can you hear us? Oh, Paul, this connection is bad. The call is coming from inside the house. It's, it's inside the house, Paul. Audio sounds bad. Oh, oh, there you go. Hey, hey, stop walking. What are you doing? Oh my God! It looked like you got stabbed in the eye with with that light. Okay. So, Paul, let's talk about this. Um. Billy! <laughs> I think you cut, I, uh, I think you cut me too deep. Stumps Brett to Joe. He's he's gonna do it. Joe. Joe's gonna Joe do it. Okay. Do it. I do so. wanna I do wanna say how really Joe quick, how it. was Rocky Horror? Yeah, because I trust him. You trust him. Okay, so it's it it's gonna time. be on Joe. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, he's gonna get it right. Stay out of trouble. Get out of here. Go do, go be a come on, go be a comic. Be successful. Go forth, multiply. Okay, he's gone. Okay, so, good. We're about to trash him, Paul, and I'm gonna take his job over. You're gonna take. You're gonna take his job. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna do it. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, we're gonna uh, send the invite out. Um, actually, the invite's already sent out. So if you want to, the person who's doing, uh, M- Missy wants Paul. We, we should. <sighs> okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Not get, we're not going to do movie motivation tonight. Not because Joe isn't good enough. Joe is way good enough, and I think he's already proven he could be on our show every week if he wanted to be. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to let we're going to let Missy do it, but we're not going to try to stump anybody. We're just going to. If you can't stump me. Oh, now you're talking smack. Now you're talking smack. Maybe I have to do it. I don't have a life. I just study movie trivia. So. Well, it's. That's true. You are, you are. Okay. So we're going to, let's bring Missy in. We need movie motivation. We definitely need movie motivation. So let's, let's bring Missy in. Missy, how are we doing? Oh no. Missy's in the same place Paul was. I'm right here. Can you see me? No. I see you. I think you're in the further. (laughs) Oh, well. The underneath. Actually, you know what came up today, Joe, that was funny? Um, we were talking. Velvet has not seen neither the Princess Bride. 
nor has she seen the never-ending story. What I'm going to go out and come back in. Okay. Okay. Okay, what she's going to come back in. What about Labyrinth? Uh, have you seen Labyrinth? And not, not to big, not, oh, Velvet's saying she gets snubby. Velvet does have weird movies that she picks. So, but what I would say is Velvet has not seen The Princess Bride, nor has she seen The Never-Ending Story. And if I said to you, Paul, if I said to you, Joe, what part of the never-ending story scarred you when you saw it? One part? <laughs> the one. What's the one where you go, uh, I... Oh, uh, that, I, that, I, I what, what was that? That horse. Yes, Atreyu with the horse. Yes. Oh, my God. We're talking about today. Uh, somebody... Um, Mick, uh, Mick put up uh, in about... Uh, uh, um, Mike actually put up about um, how that movie scarred her, and he, she, you know, Velvet was saying, "I thought it was a kids' movie." I'm like, "You haven't seen the never-ending story, obviously." Um, yeah, it's, it's like a kids' movie, but it's on acid. And it, family movies. <laughs> it's it's, uh, but the never-ending story, and then the other one she goes that's really shocking is I've never seen the Princess Bride. I'm like, Velvet, these are movies that are holes in your. In your movie culture, they're yeah, they're holes. Eighties, it's like you have these like PG like family movies like them and Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal. Like that will <laughs> that will f anybody up. Return to Oz, like the Black Cauldron. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, but what? Uh, yeah, but it was, it was really funny. Flailing in the eighties, so you know what? we're just gonna put out the darkest thing we've ever come up with before Hunchback and Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we can come up with, it's it's bad. It's not. There's a dead king. It's weird. Okay. Oh Let's bring Missy in. Missy. There you there are. Hi. Seen. There hey she guys. is. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. So I, I want to say that I prepared for Paul, so I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> well, you, there's a very good chance that you won't stump him. That's, I know. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. That's, that's the, 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 I, the, I am an actor. I can act stumped. Oh, okay. Hey. Somebody, somebody's being kind. Also, just so we we're clear, if you act stumped and you are stumped, or if you are stumped, it goes against Paul's record, and everybody cheers. So, yay! Uh, we're gonna do three, two, one. We're gonna get you right in. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. And then I have uh, stories to tell you about Paul this past weekend. Oh, oh, that's good. That's that, okay. That that is worth the time. So, three, two, one, action. Look, next month, this house becomes part of my inheritance. It's true, but I have to be able to show my father that I can carry it alone. With taxes and expenses, otherwise, he's going to sell it out of the family. So, I planned on turning this old country in into not just another stuffy old rundown mill of a country in but one that specializes and offers a once-in-a-lifetime whodunit weekend. I needed a rehearsal. So I had to try out the idea on someone. Scene. Now, I'm not sure Paul would have gotten it. I don't think he would have. I don't think I don't think he would have gotten it either. But Joe definitely knows it. I definitely know it. Yeah. Joe, what is it? April Fool's Day. My favorite horror movie of all time. It's a great great horror movie. One of the things about that horror movie that was fantastic was how absolutely 
balls to the wall, upset people were, and then didn't realize how great it was. Right. Um, yeah. So they went to it. When that movie came out, it did very poorly, and, and they did not realize how great it was. They didn't realize what a what a wonderfully crafted movie it was. And they really hated it. And then for Fool's Day, don't watch a trailer, don't read anything, just watch just, it. Just watch just it. Enjoy just it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. Um, and it's really good. It's really well done. And yeah. it's got some, it's got Biff from Back to the Future. That's yeah. all that matters. Um, so, really and quick. One of the awesome things where, where what I love about some slasher movies is like they got this like bully kind of motivation thing going on. Like that's what's great about prom night. Like it gives you a little juice to like, like this backstory. And it's like a year later thing. That's another reason I love I Know What You Did Last Summer and Urban Legend. Like you get that, that meat in there. And then it's just yeah. whack. And, and that's the thing. The backstory on a slasher film is really great. Unless it's something like Halloween where you don't need the backstory. What happened? How did he do? What's going oh on? Oh, my God. So what? his performance was fantastic. But then you know we had to lay it on a little thick for him because yeah. he was a virgin. Yes, he was. I, we I warned him. I warned him. Did he tell you what we did to him? I heard about I heard about a line of uh, people maybe uh, slapping him in the hiney a little bit. A little slap line, a little old fashioned. Yeah, he had every single cast member. He had to get on his hands and knees, which I enjoyed, <laughs> and crawl through every cast member's legs who were standing in a line, and we we're slapping his ass as he's going through. Um, I have to say, um, our gay uncle Paul. Oh, Got him to wail out and scream. It was really good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. First off, I'm glad the performance went well. I'm, I heard the show was a huge success for Sweet Translucent Dreams. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We'll, we'll make sure we promote more of your shows. I know you got Becky's Driving coming up on Halloween. Kyle said it earlier. Um, we love you guys and want everybody to be doing well. We're glad Paul did well. We're, I'm glad Paul survived. He asked me, he sent me a message uh, or like or before the thing happened last week. And he's like, what is this like? I'm like, ah, just go enjoy it and just try to deal. I, I go, I go, the thing about Rocky Horror, if you're a single guy, if you're a single guy going to Rocky Horror, either, either gay or straight, if you're a single you're guy going to Rocky Horror, you have a good shot of, of, of finding someone that is into you at Rocky Horror. At least, at least someone. Someone. That's how I, I don't, my I husband. I mean, really. I mean, who else would have laid Kyle? That's <laughs> very valid points. Um, very valid points. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I tried to explain that to him. And I said, you know, uh, just embrace it. Have a good time. Do your show. I know you're going to kill it. And then you're going to have a blast. And thank you so much for coming on tonight and bailing us out on Movie Motivation. We appreciate you. We love you. Can we just and tell Paul he got it wrong? Yeah, we'll lie to him. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's no evidence or anything on the yeah, internet or anything. No. He would have gotten that. We don't. We don't. I don't know that he would have gotten it. I don't no, know that he's no seen way. it. I doubt um, it. We are going to talk about next week, and this is every. I'm going to hold everybody accountable. I'm going to include Missy. I'm going to include Joe. Everybody is watching or listening to our thing. I, I need to say, we're not going to do Dog Soldiers tonight. We're going to do Dog Soldiers next week. Everybody has. Everybody has. Every, I forgot. Everybody. everybody Everybody fucking forgot the movie Wait, I like. Where, I understand. Where can, yeah. We yeah. where can we find it? Where can you find it? You can find it anywhere, actually. I um I For if you free. go if you go to a there's a great thing going on right now. Um I I got it on Voodoo. Um oh, I, I Voodoo. So you can get it on Voodoo, you can get it on Fandango now. 
Um, you can find it's not on uh, either Prime or uh, Netflix as of yet. So, but it's it, it's probably on Shutter. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be. I, I want to say everybody, it's going to be one of those movies that you watch and you go, "Why have I not found this movie before?" Um, it's it's Neil Marshall. He directed some of the great. Um, That's who it is, Neil Marshall. Right. He directed. He directed uh, some great some great movies and a lot of episodes of game of thrones so if you i'm not saying it's like game of thrones in any way um it's it's a hybrid movie that i think once you see the hybrid we'll talk about it it's great it's a it's a fantastic werewolf movie and it's insanely well done uh i want to thank missy for coming we appreciate you stay out of trouble you or halloween or don't yeah halloween's (laughs) one of your one of your busiest months you be careful only three this year so far so yeah but well this thing is 2020 has got to go. We got to get to 2021 and get, get restarted and everything. But thank you for coming on. Have a great night, my my dear. Bye. Um, that was great. So, uh, April fools Day did not make our list, but it it is one of the great slasher films. Don't watch anything about it. Don't read anything about it. Just don't do it. Just watch, uh, and enjoy it. It's good stuff. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and t- yeah. getting us out of a bind tonight. You were fantastic. We, I knew you would be. Um, we have we have a several people that are part of our part of our world that I, I I think could do this stuff. And when you get your thing up and running, we want to make sure um, that our group and our page and everything is supportive of you, and even maybe gets you in on our network and gets you in our shows. And I, I want you part of it. I, I've always enjoyed I've always enjoyed our conversations, our wars on Oscar night. Um, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I'm I'm really upset about that. But um, but you know, even if we get yeah. you know, Oscar night, we, we do we do something. You and I do something for Oscar night, and Paul kind of sits and watches us kind of go. Yes, but I want this person to get a fabulous gold man because <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that, it's really funny. That's how one of my friends explained it to me, and I was like. He's like, yeah, watching you argue about who's going to get a little gold man is not, is not something I, I necessarily understand. I'm like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't care. I'm, I understand it. And there's enough, there's five people in the room that might, and that's good. That's right. You're, you're one of the five. So right. I, I always appreciate you and thank you so much for coming on. And you were fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, where can, where can they find your, your, the startup starting tomorrow, right? So where can they find that information? Get that name out there one more time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for my own stuff, because I'm hilarious on the Twitters, um, it's at Zonepa. So Z-O-E-N-E-P-A-8-8 on Twitter. Um, and then um, the nonprofit is Anything You Can Sing. The website is not up yet, but YouTube channel, Anything You Can Sing, has old videos on it. So take a gander of that. Um, Twitter and Instagram at anything you can sing, anything you can sing at gmail.com. Um, lots of, lots of good stuff's going to be, going to be happening with that. Okay. So you can find me, uh, you know, uh, Paul Spratt and who's my co-host. I am so happy he had a, a good night tonight. We got him to pop in for a second, but you know, these, these, these internet connections are rough when you're out, out in the world. Um, my name is JW Caldwell. This has been loud and nerdy. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, share the link. Join the uh, the group, Loud and Nerdy. The group, um, and, and yeah, like there are the, in there. It's great. It's fantastic. They're, and actually, one of my happiest things in the world is 
I was telling Paul, one of the greatest things going right now is that we don't necessarily have to do anything. Uh, we've been, a lot of people put up stuff. There's really good debate. A lot of good questions going on. A lot of fun being had. Please join yeah. us. Bring a friend if they like horror movies, if they like movies, if they like anything to do with pop culture. Um, uh, we're getting ready in a couple weeks. Uh, the movies next week we're voting on. We're going to vote on. We're going to do supernatural horror. So somehow uh, Cabin in the Woods makes Cabin the list the again. On there again. <laughs> um, it, it just so happens they that's how it's going to go. Supernatural horror next week. I don't want to give any titles out, but supernatural yeah. horror, you know what it is. You know what the best is. Pick it. Make your choices. We'll get it out there. We'll do a list next week. Dog soldiers right. for everybody to watch. And we'll have another movie motivation. Yeah, five. You get five choices now. I just want to tell you, I put partial, you and Velvet were the reason we did the five choices, just so we're clear. And now it's an, it's, it, it, I told Paul, it has potential to be a bigger nightmare for us. Calculating, figuring it out, people getting more upset about the fact that one of their five didn't make it. Like, so, but keep voting. It's fun. We're having a good time doing it. Um, and October is going to be great. We're going to try to pick harm, uh, one horror movie a week to watch. This week will be Dog Soldiers again because we, we everybody kind of got lost in the mix. Dog Soldiers is the movie. Um, and we'll have movie motivation. We'll have some movie news. Join us next week, Loud and Nerdy. Thank you for joining us tonight. Have a great night. Stay out of trouble. Joe, you stay out of trouble too. And we're ending the broadcast. But don't say anything because it doesn't really end when we hit end broadcast. You ready? <laughs> we're ending.